What's going on, everybody? Welcome in. We are here Tuesday. All Canadian is back. Wade Zanketa, Connor O'Neill. We've got some U Sports stuff to talk about. Some post-draft U Sports fun. East-West Bowl rosters have been announced. We don't get a game. But we still get to drool over the guys on this list because there is a hell of a lot of them. But as always, we just want to start the show by cracking a crisp sawdust city. And to take a second to remind you that Sawdust City Brewing Company offers brewery fresh beer delivered directly to your door. Visit their website at sawdustcitybeer.com to shop their wide variety of brews and to learn more about Sawdust City. This May, CFP listeners are getting an exclusive promo code. Use CFP, all caps, during checkout to receive free shipping on all orders over $100. Again, that is CFP, all capital letters. Shipping is available to Ontario residents only, must be legal drinking age. It is a fine Sunday afternoon to which I have to crack a mojito IPA because patio season's just around the corner. I got the everyday magic going today, but also I would like to mention that Area 51 Sports Apparel is the newest player in the Canadian team sports uniform and equipment industry, locally and minority owned. Area 51 Sports, their goal is to provide high-quality uniforms, apparel, and equipment at affordable prices. Area 51 Sports offers uniforms and equipment for all sports at remarkable prices. Check them out on Instagram at Area51Sport or reach out to them via email at Area51SportsApparel at gmail.com. How you doing, Connor? What's going on? How have you been enjoying the weekend? With a lot of Sawdust City. What a great weekend. Really nice. Sun's been shining. Patio season is on its way. Been a little cool, but like sweater and shorts weather, I can still sit out, sit out back and enjoy a nice crisp Sada City. Home, the home patios. The home patios, yes. The 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 back the backyard patios. Uh it's all we got right now. But we're rolling. We are rolling. Absolutely. We are closer and closer to kicking this pandemic to the curb here in Canada. Seems like we are falling behind the rest of the world, but slow and steady wins the race eventually, right? That's all we can hope for. Um, some Canadians, though, finding ways to kick the pandemic by moving down south and maybe making a home for themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, our news and notes, yes, there is some CFL talk, but today we're going to focus on university players, um, namely the guys that have gotten the chance to go down as undrafted free agents in the NFL to start, Pierre Olivier Lestage took reduced money in order to go for the, to the Seattle Seahawks, who have a bad O-line and didn't have any draft picks high enough to make an impact on it, nor did they try and cover it up at the back end of the draft. So he saw a big need, he went, and he is taking full advantage. And if we're going to start by talking about Canadian University kids, why not start with a Montreal Caravan? Dude is absolutely making a name for himself down there already. He's playing guard. He's rumored to be playing some emergency center as well. And head coach of the Seattle Seahawks said, I'm excited about this kid when he was asked about Pierre-Olivier Lestage. So something about those guys from Quebec with uh, three-letter initials that just kind of do well down south. For those wondering, that is Laurent Duvernay-Tardif. I mean, he he technically has four because he's Dr. Laurent Duvernay-Tardif. But That's uh, a prefix, though. I'll get agreed, you off on the agreed. technicality there. <laughs> but no, uh, to me, this kind of speaks volumes without saying a whole lot. Because if you're just trying to bring this guy in and think, oh, yeah, he might just be like, let's see what we have in camp. Why would you be talking about him as an emergency center? Do you play games in rookie camp? Do you know? Do you need an emergency center in training camp? No. So why would you be talking about this guy? Oh, maybe it's in order to be on your full-time roster or be one of the first guys grabbed on off your practice roster during the season. Um, I, I think POLs, you I sent it to you and you said it best. Add him to the see and never in Canada category because I think he's got a great chance to stick Uh, playing guard, but also showing versatility at center is something a lot of teams covet uh, in pro football, just because you can cover off a whole lot of interior line depth with that. 
Um, for him to make a name for himself in rookie camp is huge as, uh, for the Seahawks. I am super, super excited for P.O. Allen, not just because we had him highly rated heading into the CFL draft, but I know I make a lot of outlandish claims on this show, some very outlandish <laughs> claims. I mean, the Edmonton Elk, that, that's getting closer and closer. So, I mean, maybe not, not being an outlandish claim. I mean, maybe not <laughs> outlandish, but I'm going to throw another one out here. If P.O.L. dresses day one as a rookie, I'm getting a P.O.L. Seahawks jersey. I don't even care dresses, that they're in the NFC. Has to dress. Has to dress. Okay, so he, he has dresses to dress game one. Week one of 2021 NFL season. Yeah. If he dresses week one, I'm getting a P.O.L. Seahawks jersey. I'm going to hold you to this. You're going to you're gonna have Olivier Lestage. No, it'll just be Lestage, Lestage. on the back. I will okay, proudly yeah. hang that behind me. You will. Amongst your Matt Stafford Lions jersey, you're gonna hang up Pierre Olivier Lestage. The well, okay, mover. easy, easy. Let's let's like let's not send Pol to the graveyard of jerseys that I have in my closet. <laughs> like that is the ghosts of Lions past. With Darius Slay, Kenny Galladay, Barry okay, Sanders, Calvin Johnson, Matt Stafford. Darius Slay, you you shouldn't have got that one to begin with, but we'll keep it. <laughs> At the time, with the he, Detroit Lions, he, he was, was one of the best corners in the NFL. At, at the blow, time. At blowing coverages. Yes, he was. At the time. At blowing coverages. Um, another Canadian going down south. This one kind of confused me. Um, we saw the report that Nathan Rourke was invited to the Giants minicamp. Uh, I, I assume that he was just going to be camp arm, guy to throw yeah. to some of these receivers. Um, maybe he gets a shot to go to the real training camp for the Giants. Um, then we see this report that he's taken a lot of his reps at wide receiver. I'm sorry, did that did I say Nathan Rourke or did I say Brad Sinopoli? Because it kind of seems like these Canadian QBs are looking at Brad Sinopoli having success and going, damn, you know, that's that's something I think I might be able to do. Not everyone can do it, which is fine. And some guys really want to play quarterback, but if you just want to make it in pro football, the Brad Sinopoli route seems to be paying more dividends for people. And Nathan Rourke has the athletic skill set to do it. Yeah. He has the athletic skill set to do it. He's big. He's got great feet, quick hips. You know, he's a fluid football player. When you watch him, like, yes, he's dropping back and throwing the ball a lot of the times. But when you did see him forced outside of the pocket, he was making people miss and, like, miss bad. My only question with him is, what's his top-end speed and how does it compare to the other guys? Like, don't forget, the Giants have a lot of speed at receiver, including one – Evan Ingram at tight end, who is one of the fastest guys at his position in the league. I think he's only behind probably like Noah Fant and Kyle Pitts now for, for tight end speed. Um, it's a lot of competition, uh, but it's exciting to see Nathan Rourke kind of get this opportunity at wide receiver. Um, do you think we could see BC put him at a similar spot? I was going to ask that because, I mean, with the New York Giants – they have a loaded collection of wide receivers right now. No knock on Nathan Rourke, but they have a lot of talent at the wide receiver position who have played and proven themselves at an NFL caliber. Nathan Rourke is a flyer college kid coming out of Canada that played quarterback at Ohio. Um, I did say he's got the skill set to do it. Now, can he do it with the New York Giants? That remains to be seen. Or is this kind of get him in camp and get looks and maybe somebody somebody else claims him? I don't know. With BC, this is a funny question because if he stays north, if he stays in the CFL, he's kind of next guy up for the BC Lions. I know Mike Riley's there, but he's not getting any younger. And Nathan Rourke is kind of next in line to step in and play quarterback. So maybe, I don't know, maybe BC brings him back this year, uses him in the slot, gets him, you know, kind of Taysom Hills him. Yeah, Taysom Hillsham gets him in the game, maybe not out of quarterback, but he's seeing live reps now from the receiver position to come in and then play quarterback in the future. I, it's a it's a wild situation right now with Nathan Rourke because I think this wide receiver thing, this is a skill set that we didn't really know he had or or well, had I don't think it's something that do. we've I don't think it's something that's crossed anyone's mind really. Um, is the wow, do we get this guy who's played quarterback his entire life to flip over and now try to play receiver at the pro level? Like, usually you don't see that. I mean, sometimes you do. I mean, we look at Nick Marshall, who plays DB for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and he played quarterback for the Auburn Tigers. So, 
Uh, anything is possible for these guys who are supreme athletes, but uh, with Nathan Rourke, I think they were kind of drafting a quarterback. So where do you go if you're the BC Lions? It'll be tough. It'll be fun to see. It'll be a tough decision for the BC Lions. But just before we do get into the East-West Bowl talk, just want to take a second too to just kind of shout out our thoughts and prayers to Jalen Saunders. Uh, it looked like he was in a gruesome, gruesome accident. So we hope all is well there. The Instagram picture came out. He was given the thumbs up in the hospital. So just want to just want to say that as well. Hope Jalen Saunders recovers well. Absolutely. Please remember all of our listeners, if you are listening while driving, uh, please put down the phone. Please try to refrain from eating or drinking too much as you go. Uh, just drive cautiously. You never know when something could turn for the worst uh, in a vehicle. It could be you or it could be someone else on the road that causes you to crash. So um, please drive carefully, drive safely. Uh, we hope you enjoy listening to the podcast if that's what you're doing at this time. But uh, please just stay focused on the road as, as much outlandish uh, bullshit as Connor and I say. Uh, try <laughs> to keep focused on the road. The prayers up to Jalen Saunders. We are about to move into some East-West talk. Not oh, before yeah. a quick word from Bet99, though. Absolutely. If you are excited about the upcoming CFL season, you too can be a part of the gambling uh, that is going to take the Canadian sports landscape by storm. Uh, I would like to invite you guys to sign up over at Bet99 with the code CFP to get 100% of your initial deposit matched up to $600. So with that, if you sign up, you put in CFP, you want to put 40 bucks on your account. Oh, Bet99 is going to match it with another 40. Now you have $80. You could put $10 on every team except the Red Blacks. It seems like they're the furthest shot to win the Grey Cup. Um, so there you go, 10 bucks all the way down. And those Montreal Alouettes are sitting there uh, with a great look to... Uh, I was, was going to say, around. give me that $80 and put it all on the Montreal Alouettes plus 900. They're looking mean. There's also a ton of other sports going on right now. If football, well, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, football is your thing. But if you are a sports fan outside of football, we got MLB baseball action in play. We got playoff basketball coming up playoff hockey is in full swing right now and there's a ton of soccer about to unleash on the world as well so bet nine nine it's gonna be the place to do all your gambling east west so east west talk let's get into it i am so excited all right off the top conference breakdowns we have 15 from the east coast 22 from quebec 47 from ontario 26 from can west uh, just a reminder to our listeners that do not know, each school in U-Sports has to be represented at the East-West Bowl. So when you think, oh my God, 47 people from the OUA, yes, that's because they have 11 teams. Each team has to have, I think, one or two players. Uh, I think it's two minimum selected uh, to the East-West Bowl, so you're going to get at least 22 from them. You're going to get at least 10 from the other conferences. Um, so... By default, the OUA should be higher up on numbers, um, but there's still a lot of representation from certain schools. I know Calgary had a lot. Alberta had a lot. Uh, in Ontario, though, Queens. What a haul for Queens to come on in. Um, big year for them and their guys. So uh, congratulations to all players who were mentioned as selections. Uh, unfortunately, we do not get to see you guys take the field and compete one-on-one -on -one this year. Um, but... It is always great to add East-West Bowl roster to your resume. Yeah, that's a big deal up here. I mean, you make it to the East-West Bowl, that signifies that, you know, not only are you one of the best players on your team, one of the best players in your conference, you're one of the best players across the nation. So it's always a nice thing, like you said, to add to that resume. We are going to be going through every single position group and naming a couple guys within those position groups that we really like, that we think you guys should kind of keep an eye out for as the 2021 U-Sports season looks like it's going to be approaching. Uh, shame that we don't get to see an East-West game because that is such a fun event. But nonetheless, great for these guys to be on this list um, and kind of a bit of a, hey, heads up, here's some of the guys to watch at each position group as we roll into the 2021 season. But... Let's kick it off with some honorable 
honorable mentions, some guys that we really wanted to talk about, but maybe just ran out of room on the position list. Number one, Justice Allen. Unfortunately, we have talked to Justice. Um, we thought we should leave him off this list just because people already know how much we like him. Uh, time to give some other he guys got a full some, episode. Some other, yeah, he's got a full episode. He can he can subdue the five minutes for running backs. Um, but no, unfortunately, there's just a lot of great talent at the position this year. Uh, this upcoming draft, so we just kind of left him off. Next is Danny Valenti from uh, or Valente from Western. Hard-hitting DB. This guy is exciting to watch. A lot of special teams promise for him. Uh, just uh, unfortunately, there's some other dogs in this class. Um, we're just only going to go through a couple. So these guys were just off the bubble. And last fall is uh, – who is this guy? Yeah, to round out the bottom of this list, we have Gabriel Boucher from Queens. There's so many Queens guys that we're going to get to. We just didn't think it was fair to stack them in the category. Gabriel Boucher is an absolute monster. Uh, They have him listed as a linebacker, but I saw him line up at the line of scrimmage plenty of times for those gales as I was calling the, as I was calling the games up in the play-by-play booth. So Boucher is certainly a player to watch as well, but we got a ton of gales on this list. So we couldn't, uh, couldn't put them all on. Absolutely. And with Boucher, I mean, you talk about him being up at the line, but listed as a linebacker. That's just Ryan Beckmanis for you, isn't it? The ability to just maneuver guys and shift them all across the front seven. Maybe you'll have a linebacker drop and your will's going to be covering off a quarter for you in the deep end. Um, he's just so creative with getting these guys that are just pure athletes into multiple positions where it's hard to cover them off. Um, so it's going to be exciting to kind of get through these gales and cover them off. You look like you're in too high, then all of a sudden your safety's coming and your will's dropping and the quarterback's sitting there going, what the hell do I do? <laughs> Absolutely. One quarterback that they try to confuse, though, the only one that we're really going to talk about, Trey Ford, uh, Waterloo, obviously one of the high names from last year's East-West Bowl, opted out of this year's draft to try and play that final season with the Warriors. Yeah, he's going to take the cake on a lot of boards for the top quarterback this year. Early, 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 heck Creighton potential for this guy. I mean, you talk Trey Ford, you got to mention the heck Creighton and the potential for him to win it. This dude's electric. One of, if not the best quarterback in U sports heading into 2021. Just so much fun to watch. And we talked about Queens trying to confuse guys. You don't confuse this guy. He's no, just you, smart. You just hope that the athletes like, like Gabe Boucher and Noah Bedard, who we will get to later, uh, can just kind of hem him in as Trey Ford runs close to uh, 4 4 40. We saw him throw up what 12 13 reps of 225 last week. 15. 15. Oh, even better for Alaric Jackson. Uh, <laughs> kudos to him. Uh, but Trey Ford, that's a monster number to be putting up. Not only is my quarterback going to run by you, throw the ball a thousand miles an hour past your face, he can also stiff arm you to the ground and not think twice about it. Um, but no, that's it for quarterbacks. I, there's not really much else to say about this guy. Is Alaric Jackson's bench going to be like our, our measuring stick for the skill positions? Like if you can get to as close as Alaric Jackson. Yeah. If you're a running back a receiver linebacker or DB or quarterback, apparently, and you're benching anywhere close to Alaric Jackson, good on you. Cause he hit 20 reps as an offensive lineman who was scouted to be an NFL draft pick. He didn't get drafted there, but. Um, if you're going to hit that, I'm going to be up in up in my books, that's for sure. I might even put that on a shirt at some point. Close to Alaric. We'll get Area 51 on that <laughs> one for us. Close to Alaric shirts coming. <laughs> <laughs> the other quarterbacks in his list, I mean, you had Connor Carousello from... I, I like Carousello. I, I really do. I think he has a lot of arm potential. Um, I just think it's a limited sample size for him right now. Uh, and that's kind of tough especially when you are playing in the same city as Trey Ford, you're not going to get a whole lot of coverage as well. And then you had the two Dimitris coming out of Quebec. I mean, all three of them fairly good quarterbacks in their own right. Just none of them stack up to Trey Ford. Uh, So Trey Ford is where we are going to leave the quarterbacks at moving on to the running backs, man, there's some fun ones. There's some fun running backs to watch in 2021. Yeah, I'm going to let you go first because I know you like this top guy. Are you going to leave this one for me? 
Oh, I was leaving him up for you. I think we kind of both absolutely love this player. Um, he's been on our radar for a while, and that is Rashid Tucker. That's Queens running back. This dude is a freak. He's so athletic coming out of the backfield. He's kind of that one cut, make you miss. I say that, but then I saw him numerous times just hit a hole and run somebody over. Get him out in space, put the ball in his hands too. Little screen plays for this guy are incredible. Kind of some flat flare routes out of the backfield as well. Just Rashid Tucker is a playmaker. That's the only way I know how to say it. Put the ball in his hands and let him go to work. Absolutely. It's going to be a treat to see if uh, Vreekin, Alex Vreekin can take over for Queens to kind of give a rookie quarterback like that a great backfield of, with Rashid Tucker in it. Um, that's only going to be a huge benefit to him and the growth in his game. So Queens is definitely hoping that they can steal Rashid Tucker for another year or two. Uh, I think he's going to have the league calling his name next year, though. So they might only get one more season with him. I think he's a league guy for sure. Uh, talking about a certain certainty of a league guy, though. How about this next guy? He was oh. in the conversation for the heck, Creighton. He should be. He absolutely should be. That's Adam Macker, the Saskatchewan Huskies running back. Uh, this guy is everything you want. He carries your team through and through. I mean, it helps when you have six, seven road graders lined up across your uh, offensive line. But Mackert changes games. I mean, last time we saw the Huskies, his injury changed the flow of the game against the Dinos. They were pushing Calgary, getting on the edges, starting to chip away, chip away, draw more people into the box. Adam Mackert goes down. He did come back, but he wasn't the same player afterwards. And you could just tell that that injury kind of let the Dinos defense go, oh, okay, we don't have to solely focus on Adam Macker killing us. Um, it's such a big change for them, and the Huskies' offense goes as he goes. I was going to say, I don't think it's any coincidence that the – I don't think it's any coincidence that the last four letters of his name are heart because he is the heartbeat of the Saskatchewan Huskies' offense. Uh, this next running back is your guy, though, so I'll let you go back-to-back -back on this one. Absolutely. We're staying in Can West. That's Jonathan Rosary. Uh, a little bit undersized for U of A, but my God, can he catch the ball out of the backfield? Um, kind of looks like if you if you follow NFL scouting, uh, Demetric Felton, the UCLA running back, he got down to the senior bowl um, in Mobile this year, and he just took reps at receiver. Just straight up went out, out wide and started lining guys up, beating them off line and going. Uh, Jonathan Rosary, to me, is that kind of player. Nick Dance. Nick Dembski-esque, if you want to compare him to someone in the CFL, you can use him out of the backfield. You can also just line him up and let him run routes for you. Um, he's a playmaker. He's got great speed, uh, great hands as well to go with that. So I'm excited for Rosary. He's kind of our, if we go with Rashid Tucker and Adam Ackert as the two overall guys, Rosary is going to be one of the, well, he's the top pass catcher though amongst this group. And I'm going to go inverse of this. This guy you know, he can catch the ball, but that's not where he lives. The running back from the University of Montreal. Yeah, we got to have some caravans on this list. Are you kidding me? That is Rich Jean Girard, the ball carrier from the caravans. This dude is straight between the tackles. Put his head down. Bury your top of your helmet into somebody's chin. Run him over. Pure power back. Uh, he really impressed me at the Vanier Cup against the Calgary Dinos. Yes, I know they lost, but there was a lot of Girard in the backfield and getting into kind of that second level of the Calgary defense. I mean, at the end of the day, Calgary put more points on the board. They held Gerald out of the end zone enough to win the game, but he's the type of dude, like I said, just put his head down and run people over. He's a tough, tough running back. That's where he's going to live between Absolutely. those tackles. All right, here's the fun group, though, for us. When Connor and I first saw this East-West Bowl group, we immediately just started going, oh, my God at this position group, if these guys were to get on the field as a collective unit, it would be flashing lights. I mean, just play it as a theme song because there's going to be cameras going nuts. There's going to be videographers just drooling over this stuff. The wide receivers, I'm going to list them off. Then we're going to break it down just so we don't have to tease this. We've got Nolan Lovegrove. We've got Tyson and Jalen Philpot. Yes, the brothers are coming in. We have Shedler Furbius from St. Mary's who is a touchdown from anywhere on the field. And then, of course, we've got Trey Ford's favorite, Gordon Lamb. Smooth feet, breakaway speed. Uh, all of these guys, though, 
are just nuts. That's the only thing we can say. They're just too damn good. We could have spent a whole episode on just the receiver class from the East-West Bowl this year. There's so many. Like this list, we've got, what, five receivers down right now? We could add 10 easily. Oh, easily. yeah, absolutely. We're leaving off Dan Diodati from from Toronto, who's another return threat. Um, we're leaving off Sakia Cuemo, who's another big, long body from Queens. Uh, we're leaving off guys like uh, Nick Peterman from Laurier. Um, <laughs> like, come on. We have a we have a lot of talent here at receiver. Um, it's, a, it's quite a bit to add and look at from afar because you're just overwhelmed by the talent. But we're going to start it off here. Nolan Lovegrove, this guy's a dog. This he, Tyler Tanowski is the same player as Nolan Lovegrove. Just complete through and through dog. He's going to outcompete you at every single rep. But at the same time, he's going to make you miss. You're going to be guessing left, right, and center on this guy running his routes. He's got sticky hands. He goes up for the ball against anybody, and he comes down with it because he just straight up wants it more than you, and he knows he's stronger than you too. So Nolan Lovegrove, I don't even want to get into the stats. He was amongst the U Sports leaders in yardage and touchdowns. Um, he, he's phenomenal. I, I think this guy competes with anybody, uh, and I'm excited to see him uh, this season. Now these next two guys, the Philpots, do we talk about them individually or collectively? Because it's the same guy just mirrored on the other side of the field. Same skill set, same damn good wide receiver, same speed, same hands. We see them both make ridiculous grabs time and time again. Uh, I believe it was Jalen who laid out up the sideline in the Vanier Cup for a phenomenal grab. And I believe it was Tyson who reeled in the touchdown on the wild corner route where he had about three guys chasing him from behind because he left them all in his dust. Uh, I was ecstatic to see these guys on the list. I, I was really hoping that they would go down south last year, but I'm so glad they get to stay in Canada. Oh man, I'm I'm so excited to watch another season of Calgary Dinos football with these two on the field. I jokingly said they're the same wide receiver. Obviously, that's not entirely true. Uh, what do you see in one's game that they might have that the brother doesn't? Like, is there anything in Tyson's game you see that Jalen doesn't have, or is there anything in Jalen's game that, that Tyson doesn't have? No, because they both get to do the same stuff. I could say <laughs> I could say a return game for Jalen, but Tyson's returned as well at times. Like, ah, uh, it's just. <laughs> You just never know what is going to go on. Uh, these guys, like, you could even interchange numbers. Oh, maybe one guy's hurt. Oh, just put the other one in his jersey because they are twins. Uh, then you could just keep going through the field with them. I don't know. It's a, it's, a, it's How do you just possess that much talent in a set of twins? We're, we're going to have to get JJ back on and, like, like, just shock him and be like, all right, which one's your favorite? Who do you like to throw the ball to more? Honestly, it would be. Uh... <laughs> I, I don't think he could answer, man. Like it doesn't matter if Tyson's not open, Jalen's open. If Jalen's not open, Tyson's open. Like it's just ridiculous. These two are like two of the best receivers in the country. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to move now to the East coast though. Shedler Furbius. Uh, this guy is electric. Uh, he kind of reminds me of Gloden Mullally out there, but he's a bit taller, uh, a little bit stronger as well. Well, bigger. I'm not going to say stronger after Gloden's bench numbers until we see something from Furbius. Um, but last time we saw him, 31 receptions, 428 and a touchdown. Uh, that's all right. Then he also adds in 516 <laughs> return yards. So um, not to mention this guy's first season out at St. Mary's, housed 102 yarder. And he flew um, to me with Furbius. It's just getting the ball in his hands. That's any time you have a player with his speed and his playmaking ability. It's just how much can I get this guy into the end zone? Like how many times can I follow him the ball? And like, when you look at his game breakdowns, St. Mary's it's one reception, three receptions, one reception, two receptions, two receptions. Like it's just not, a whole lot like that's you see so many different like opportunities there where he's got 
two two for 40 or three for 33. It's like, why don't you up that volume? Let's get him the ball more. Get it in his hands. Let him work. Um, hopefully they do get that this year. Uh, he's going to be electric for them when they do get back on the field in the East Coast. I'm mad that you took my Gordon Malali comp because that's where I was going with this next guy, Gordon Lamb. This dude is just Gordon Malali in Gordon the Lamb's OUA. Too, Gordon Lamb's too nice on the Rabbits. He's he's, not, he's so smooth. It's it's not a comparison. Oh, so good. He had 60 receptions for 769 yards, six TDs. His longest was a 68-yard grab, which he did most of the work on. I'm not going to let that go unnoticed. It was uh, it was a little short route that he caught and just burned everybody so gordon lamb man like just again another guy just put the ball in his hands let him go we talk about receiver skills we get him on a slant he's gonna burn everybody in space get him on an over route again same thing it's just a deeper slant and then you know up the sidelines working those fades those dropouts those streak routes like this dude just goes and when the ball goes up gordon lamb is coming down with it he is a strong set of hands there is some aggressive dbs in the OUA, and he outmuscled a lot of them. I have been a fan of Gordon Lamb since we bumped into him with the Kingston Grenadiers when I went back for my fifth year. Tanner Young can vouch for this. We matched up with Cambridge, uh, where they had Jackson White and Gordon Lamb. And before the game, you know, we're standing there uh, waiting for Okanda. Gordon Lamb walks by our bench and just goes, "Y'all gonna effing <laughs> lose today." Uh, and Tanner just kind of looked at our backup quarterback and I was there and I was like, what the hell? And Tanner just like, Oh God, but no, Gordon Lamb backed it up. He came out. It was nuts. Like from then on, I was like, okay, I know who this guy is. And he got to Waterloo with Trey Ford. He's just, he's just grown exponentially. You see him get off and he plays out that wide one for them. Um, so they could have, they could match him with Ternowski when the two of them were there. And Gordon Lamb took a lot of coverages because he's so quick and he's so fast to get off that if you want to play low against him, you're going to have a tough time rerouting him. And you want to play high, he's still going to press your leverage and press your your cushion. So he attacks you in so many ways as a DB that it's just phenomenal for a quarterback to have. Like he can make one move and you know you're going to have three to five yard separation easy. I cannot wait to watch some Waterloo Warriors football in 2021. Like you're talking Ford to Lamb, but like having a receiver like Lamb who can open it up like he does, it forces the secondary to focus on Lamb. And then all of a sudden, Trey Ford's just gashed you for 20 because that's just what he does. Nobody's open. Oh, cool. I'm going to take off with my legs because I can do that. Absolutely. And now we're going to get into the guys that can kind of protect these quarterbacks like a Trey Ford. Um, we're going to start off with the biggest aspect of the Waterloo Warriors game. That is keeping Trey Ford upright, which this guy does in spades. Spencer Andrews from Waterloo is a mean offensive lineman. 6'6", 265. He pushes people around. Uh, he's also real stout for them on the the past game. So I'm excited for Andrews to finally get into the East West bowl and the draft process. I think he very like at the end of the day, I think this guy could very, very easily end up being one of our top five offensive linemen, like taking into consideration when we do our top 100 next year, the, the NCAA guys um, and you know how the season plays out, but Spencer Andrews could, could very easily find his way into the top five of our offensive lineman position group. If not top three, like this dude's ridiculous. And speaking about ridiculous offensive linemen, this dude would have been in our top five this year had he not chosen to go back. And that is the University of Alberta offensive line U up here in Canada, the 6'7", 320-pounder, Peter Kazushka. This guy would have been a – well, I can't say for sure, but I can assume, even though it's bad, this guy would have been an early pick in the 2021 CFL draft this year. Like this, Peter Kazushka coming out of Alberta, coming out of Alberta is the real deal. Yes, you talk about 6, 7, 3, 20. How is he going to move? He moves just fine. Cut his tape on. This dude Absolutely. can move laterally very quickly. Uh, he's good in pass, bro. He's good in the run game. Uh, just a decimator of defensive linemen. So I'm excited for Kazushka. 
With Kazushka, it was never a question of his athletic ability. It was just technical refinement. Um, and when he opted out, that's best case for this guy because he gets a full extra year uh, to be coached up and grow technically. We all know the athletic ability is going to be there. He's freaky quick for a 6'7", 320 guy. Um, Kazushka, though, is coming da- back now and he's going to start pushing some people around out in Can West and like you said, he's a decimator. It's not going to be pretty for them. Uh, not only do you have to worry about Saskatchewan rolling out their constant bodies, um, but now you're getting O-line U pumping another monster out. Uh, I'm excited. I'm going to go to the East Coast, though, for another O-line, and that's Gregor McKellar uh, saying a facts. He's a good interior guy, uh, great run blocker for them. So uh, excited to see an X guy get back into some of the spotlight. They didn't really have anyone this last draft. Um, Jonathan's more of the center of the year before. So, uh, with McKellar now coming back in for them as the, another offensive lineman, uh, glad to see that Navy and white coming back from the East coast. Yeah. Just another road grader type guy, same effects, offensive lineman. I mean, they go Jonathan's more ring of bell. I mean, we haven't seen him play a down in the CFL yet, but look at what he did for those San FX X-Men out there. Like he was one of their best offensive linemen, uh, if not their best, um, went, went relatively well-placed in the 2020 draft. I'm going to go back out to the West. I seem to love it on the West coast. Apparently it's, it's too great a football to ignore. And this guy is just too good at offensive lineman to ignore. It seems like every year Saskatchewan pumps out big, nasty offensive lineman. Noah Zur is just the next guy up. Again, six seven three twenty, Peter Kazushka. Noah Zer, same to maybe not as athletically refined and, and skilled as Kazushka is, but Noah Zer still has you know the skill set to make up for it. Another guy that just moves bodies. I think you know this year maybe he has another year in him as well. Two full years of, of technical refinement and working with Scott Flores is going to be a name to know this year. Absolutely. And that closed out the O-line. We're going to flip it over to the other side of the trenches. Oh, I'm sticking with my golden bears. Uh, this is Donathan Bru- uh, Brugmeyer. With Brugmeyer, you had to worry about Cole Nelson on the interior. Brugmeyer is the opposite side of the line for that. Because this guy, I mean, he's got two interceptions from dropping into coverage. I know he didn't have to range too much for them. But he's huge. He's 6'6". He's long. He's strong. He has a great get-off. The coaching staff for the D-line out at U of A has been drooling over this guy for years. He is a force for them. And this upcoming season, he is going to make some offensive linemen live in hell for 60 minutes. Um, I'm super excited for Brugmeyer. He could be a top-end pass rusher uh, when all is said and done in this upcoming CFL draft. I'm going to go back to Kingston, stick it in my hometown, Richardson Stadium. This is my early pick for our, we love to say it, for our, our mess the playoff, our, our F the playoff guy of the year, Anthony Federico, the defensive lineman for the Queens Gale, 6'4", 240, an absolute force. Seven and a half sack season, 15 TFLs. The dude had a PBU on the season as well for an interior defensive lineman. I mean, and he was showing up in big games too. Four TFLs against four TFLs against Ottawa, three and a half TFLs against Carlton, four TFLs against Guelph, two sacks against Guelph, two sacks against Toronto, two sacks against Carlton. Those are not shabby offensive linemen. Let me reiterate that because this dude just finds the backfield and wreaks havoc. Absolutely. He is amongst those guys for Queens that just, you know, they make it so tough for you to move the ball. And much like Boucher, who we mentioned early on, he moves around, he gets to the quarterback from a bunch of different spots. Uh, Lots of QB hits for him. It's exciting to see, uh, that kind of disruption coming back now that Cam Lawson's been gone. I think he's going to step in nicely and fill that Cam Lawson role as well. I think we see those stats maybe drop off a little bit 
because he's going to be, you know, his name's on the map. He's going to be eating those double, triple teams now. But he doesn't have Cam Lawson to eat those double and triple teams. (laughs) Exactly. So I think Federico, you know, maybe we see his stats take a hit, but we don't see the quality of play take a hit. Absolutely. Next guy up, Nathan Cherry, Saskatchewan Huskies. Kind of the running mate to Nick Daly, who we saw two years ago uh, get and who we saw last year get picked up by Winnipeg. Uh, even though he was playing opposite side of Daly, Cherry still got three sacks on the season, uh, one of which came big time in their final game against Calgary. Um, you got uh, nine total tackles, three and a half TFLs as well. Uh, he's just a great off the edge guy. It's just unfortunately, he had an absolute freak playing on the opposite side of him uh, in Nick Daly. So I could see his numbers taking a huge bump up this year. Uh, now that Daly's gone, he's going to be the premier edge guy for them. Uh, he's going to be needed to make a lot of plays. I'm going to head out to the province of Quebec, show some love to a school that we don't talk about all that much. And, you know, I mean, they don't win too, too many games anymore, but that is Joshua Archibald, the defensive end from McGill University, 6'3", 255. He's got great bend, gets into the backfield very well. Um, you know, I, I just like Archibald's speed, his athleticism coming off the edge. Like I said, he bends really well, and that's maybe that's a weird thing for people to hear. But if you can dip and rip underneath some of those big offensive tackles, that only bodes well for finding the backfield, which Joshua Archibald does very well. Absolutely. Now we're into the linebackers. going to kind of speed through this one so we can get to the DBs. Uh, just kind of list off a couple quick notes on these guys. Nolan Bedard from Queens, Nate Edwards McMaster, uh, Tommy Bringy from Laurier, and Ryder Varga from Regina. Um, Varga, alongside Robbie Lowe, still amassed 39 tackles, 7.5 TFLs, uh, forced fumble and fumble recovery, along with four PBUs. So he kind of gets all over the field. Um, playing beside Robbie Lowe's, was that a product of him uh, working well with Lowe's or was that going to be a big spike that we see upcoming? Uh, I think Ryder Vargas, that dude, I think Robbie Lowe's was, you know, that dude for them this year. Um, and I think Vargas is going to step in and kind of fill that Robbie Lowe's leadership type anchor in your anchor in your linebacking core. Absolutely. And Nolan Bedard, another Queens Gale Cracking our list. Huge special teams upside for Bedard, too. I'm I'm excited to see him getting in test. This dude can play half, too. Like, I saw mm-hmm. him play, line up and play half a bunch for the Gales in 2019. Don't get me, like, he's listed as a linebacker. He played a lot of Sam, but uh, he can he can spread out and play some DB, too. Like, you know, you think linebacker, and, yeah, you, you think laying the hammer and, you know, getting in the backfield and making sacks, but – one thing that's often overlooked that I love that linebackers can do, and I don't know if this was evident in my talk of Reddit Cranby all season, but Nolan Bedard can cover. I think that's such an underrated Similar skill for style. linebackers. Similar yeah. play style between the two. I'm going to oh, talk about playing that Sam, comes. though, because we're moving to DBs. The first guy up, Jaden Dalkey from Alberta. We thought we had him last year. Unfortunately, we were let down to know that, you know, he was still a year off, but it's time. He's here. He's a playmaker. He's a freak. Uh, This guy can cover. He can hit like a hammer. Uh, He's fast, though. He got a lot of special teams upside as well. I'm loving the Alberta Golden Bears for this draft class. Um, They are going to be amongst one of the top when it's all said and done, I think, for eSports schools. Uh, So, Jaden Dahlke, welcome on to the East-West back-to-back years. One of my favorite db products man this dude's so good so good so much fun to watch too a lot of good defensive backs out in the cam west but how about talking about another ford that is the brother of quarterback trey ford we're gonna go to tyrell ford the six foot 180 pounder from the waterloo warriors program this dude not only can play db but can return can return but as a DB, man, four INTs on this season, three three PBUs, 35 tackles. Put him anywhere in your secondary. He's going to make plays. Um, you know, I mean, shut down corner, bring him inside, maybe let him, maybe let him run a little hot blitz if you want him to. Um, it'll be interesting to see where Waterloo plays him this year. Uh, I am certainly excited to watch some Tyrell Ford, though, 
on the defensive side for Waterloo? I think they leave him at boundary corner and just kind of create an island for him. Um, then you can let him return. And as uh, OUA teams have found out very quickly, do not let this man get the edge. They set up a lot of field returns and just kind of let him run for days. Uh, another DB coming in here, though, Matt Lesition, uh, the Calgary safety. Uh, Coach Barry and Coach Rapini out there in, with the Dinos. Uh, they had a blast with this guy on their Vanier Cup run because Lecition was all over the place. You had Nick Stats, you had your Dean Leonard's, you had all those other guys, Trayshawn Abraham's Webster, and then you just had Matt Lecition sitting back there blowing people up over the middle, making plays on the ball, covering down hash to hash, even pushing from hash to far sideline if you needed him to. Um He's, he's a talented player. He's very quick, very fluid, very smart as well. So uh, Lecician getting his love at the East-West Bowl, and when they play out in Can West this year, count on him to be making a lot of plays. Another guy that we were looking at last year going, oh, I cannot wait until he's draft eligible and we can start talking about him. He also gets, I mean, the, Rambo, t- he also gets the Rambo head tie that sticks out in the back. Extra swagger points for Matt Lecician. Great call looks, on that one. Looks so mean, too. You get the red helmet with the red tie coming out the back. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Just a great look. Oh, great look. I, I'm a very excited to watch some Lucician, some Lucician football this year. We talked about the quality of play from the DBs in the Can West, man. It is stellar. Stellar. Mm, absolutely. I'm going to take an Ottawa native, though, on the last one. I know the, the talk of Adam Vance for Heck Creighton has died down, but I cannot Heart stay broken. away from those Concordia Stingers, talking Kadeem Pierre, 6'1", 195-pound DB from the Concordia program. Another one of these guys, put him anywhere on the field. He's going to make plays. He's a shutdown type dude. He's smooth in coverage. He has great feet. I like the way he gets his hips under him and rotates them quick too. Uh, you know, he doesn't get – when when he gets beat, it's not because he's out of position. It's just because the quarterback made a better throw. Like, this dude is always in position to make coverage. I'm excited to see Concordia kind of get some names going into the CFL draft. Uh, they they had quite some talent last time we saw them out, but those guys are moving on. So uh, hopefully they have some guys that are filling in and are going to shock uh, a lot of Quebec and the country. One of those guys being Jeremy Murphy, who was the RSEQ Rookie of the Year in 2018. So hopefully he can – definitely improve their uh, chances with getting guys drafted. It's time to show some love to the kickers though. We love our special teams over here at CFP. We'd be remiss if we were talking to East West and we didn't talk kicker punters. Let's go back out to the West for this one. Cause gosh, dang these stats though. Uh, you can mention the field goals all you want. I want to talk about the nine punts dropped inside the 20. This guy's a coffin corner magician. David, David Soleil from Sask. Is it, oh, yeah. We're, we are definitely enjoying this one. 16 and 19 for field goals as well. So he's accurate. The punting is where it's going to wow me, though. That's a, that's a great way to make a roster so you can pin teams and flip the field like that, um, especially knowing Sask's pass rushers the last couple of years. What a benefit to their team that is. So excited for them. Uh, all the Huskies that were mentioned. We've talked a lot of Golden Bears, a lot of Queens Golden Gales as well. Uh, some dinos are in there as well. Uh, they had a lot of representation. So uh, kudos to all the players. Excited to see where these guys go in the next year. Hopefully we get to see them on the field. Ben, I just want to watch an East-West Bowl. Hopefully we can get 2022 in person. We were both at the 2019 East-West Bowl, and man, was that a fun event with some massive plays. Dale Wright. Won't get into that too, too much, but that's it with the kicker. We are out of here. And just before we go, just have to throw a quick word in from our friends over at Fox 40. The Canadian football perspective podcast is brought to you by our friends at Fox 40, the worldwide leaders in whistle technology, developing those electronic whistles, the whistle gators, the tri-layer whistle mask, 
They got a lot of cool stuff going on at Fox 40. And for 15% off all of your return to play whistle needs, which you are going to need because we are returning to play, visit fox40shop.com and enter the code CFP15. Again, that is fox40shop.com, CFP15. And if you are like Con and I living in Ontario, dealing with all of these lockdowns, you may not want to go to the LCBO. If that's the case, you can always order from our friends at Sawdust City Brewing Company, who offer brewery fresh beer delivered directly to your door. Visit their website at sawdustcitybeer.com to shop their wide variety of brews and to learn more. This May, CFP listeners are getting our promo code EXTENDED. Use all caps CFP during checkout to receive free shipping on all orders over $100. Shipping is available to Ontario residents only, must be of legal drinking age. And highly recommend Mojito Storm. Um, as always, you know where to find Connor and I at Connor R. O'Neill, at Wade Zank, at CF Perspective. Check out the breakdown tomorrow on Wednesday. And then Connor and I will be back on Thursday with the president, the big man, Jim Mullen, coming back on to talk Cornish Trophy. Uh, they've announced their finalists. So we're going to get his thoughts on that as well as some CFL draft stuff. So exciting for uh the guys down south to be awarded that uh we'll bring that to you guys on thursday talked about those names now we get to get some expert insight on that gonna be a lot of fun talking to jim mullen don't forget to go back and check out monday's episode of the a block as well bo levi mitchell marsh was chopping it up with the calgary signal caller it was a great interview so if you haven't done so please go back and check that one out With that, we're out. I'm going to go finish off my Mojito Storm IPA and enjoy the rest of the sunshine as well.